Welcome to the Six Demon Bag Podcast, where we pull random topics related to writing, comics, movies, all that kind of thing. This is Ed. I'm the author of Three and a Half Children, 12 novels, 12 unproduced screenplays, and all your nightmares. I'm Jeff. I write science fiction and horror. This is Drew, gaming aficionado. Uh, anime critic and political addict. Hi, my name's Ryan. More different Ryan than the other Ryan. This is Ryan, jack of all trades, master of most. So my dad, he, he was uh, raised by um, my step grandfather, basically. His he he's his mother remarried after uh, World War Two because his real dad, um, my grandfather, died in a tank in France, and so there's one picture, one old black and white picture outside the the barracks at I don't know where uh, in Kentucky or something, and and it's just a picture of my grandfather with his helmet and his uniform and everything, his GI outfit, holding my dad as a baby, and like that's all we have of my grandfather, and he used to. Uh, I went through his old uh, letters and stuff, and he used to. So they, they, you couldn't take pictures, obviously, when you were overseas because it was, you know, your locations were supposed to be of a sensitive nature and everything. But he would instead like draw, and you couldn't describe where you were at, but he could. He would draw pictures on the envelopes of like where things he saw, like you know, old castles and wherever he was in Europe. You know, he would draw these amazing drawings all over the envelopes for my grandmother and stuff. But he died, and um, before he shipped out, Coca-Cola had this uh, traveling... They set up a recording booth on the bases, and in Times Square, I think they did it too. And um, so they used the same kind of equipment that Lomax used when he was um, getting um, all these you know, recordings of like rural black like folk singers and, and folk stories and all kinds of stuff, Alan Lomax and everything. And so it would it would press a record basically. It was like you were in a uh it was like a thing that would get towed behind a car and it, it, you could press like a wax record um with this thing. And made you thirsty for Coke. Yeah, and and push Coke at the same time. But yeah, it was it was called uh oh shit. I'll have to think of the title, but so GIs would basically like record a a message to their loved ones before they shipped out and everything and then coca-cola would ship it to them for free in a cardboard envelope and stuff and so um for years and years and years my dad uh got from my he got from my grandmother the record that my grandfather his actual father had recorded um with a message to him and to uh you know my grandmother and i think to my grandmother's parents or something because he was estranged from his own parents and uh, so for years and years and years, like ever since I was like a little kid, you know, I knew that he had this thing, but he'd never played it. He'd never heard his father's voice and everything because the thing was so old and kind of warped looking and everything. And we were worried that, it, you know, it was deteriorating and stuff over the years. And um, we were afraid that if we tried to play it on a regular turntable, it would just disintegrate and that would be the end of it, you know. So um, every once in a while, I would like try to contact some recording studio or something and see if they could, uh, you know, play it for him or something or, or record it or digitize it or something. And um, I tried NPR. I tried, uh, you know, various radio stations. And I never know. Nobody ever got back to me. And uh, so finally I found this place. I, I was looking one day. Uh, my dad had been really ill lately and stuff. He had a lot of health problems. 
And uh, I just happened to look up uh, one more day trying to find something for his Father's Day for him. And um, I found this place in Missouri that had um, already digitized. Like they had a local news story in Missouri is how I found it. And one of their online newspapers or something had digitized uh, one of these messages for some lady who hadn't, you know, had a record from her grandfather or something like that or her father. So I contacted him on Facebook the guy got immediately right back to me and was like, uh, yeah, you know, he'd be, he'd love to do it. He's willing to do it and all this kind of stuff. So I contacted my mom and, uh, my dad was just out of the hospital, was home and they were looking for something to do. And like, they wanted to take a trip, but they didn't want to go any place they'd been already. So my mom arranged to take my dad this one weekend down to this little town in Missouri. I think it was on the banks of the river or something. And, uh, record with this guy and everything so then he was nice enough to take like a video of my dad like basically hearing his own father's voice for the first time or stuffing so it was really cool he and he sounded like so young i mean you know you 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 imagine a guy's voice for decades that you know this is the grandfather that i never heard but he sounded younger than i am you know like he sounded like a kid basically he was a kid. He was like 19 or 20 or something. But anyway, I got the recording now and everything and uh, a picture of my dad like reacting to, you know, hearing his father's voice for the first time and everything. And so that was a really cool Father's Day. That's probably the best Father's Day gift I ever gave him, I think. Yeah, I don't think you can top that. No. No. All you out there with fathers, sorry, you're screwed. <laughs> Mark Hamill on Twitter. 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 <laughs> what, my my Mark Hamill liked my tweets story yeah. or something? I don't remember <laughs> what I said. Noteworthy. I don't remember what I said, unfortunately. I was jo- I was telling, like, really stupid dad jokes with him or something, and uh, I, can't, I couldn't tell you what exactly what the tweet was. I don't remember. I have it saved on my special moments thing on Twitter or whatever. Well, uh, just Mark Hamill tweeted at Ed, apparently. He liked something I said. You know, I was joking around with him or something. <laughs> and he liked he liked something I said like twice, two consecutive days. Hey, at Mark Hamill, I we're, paid you two hundred dollars for your autograph. So we're practically. Like. It was a hundred. It was a hundred dollars. <laughs> Did he slide into your DMs? Oh yeah. What does that mean? Direct messages. Get out of my, my dreams. But what does it mean to slide into, into your my DMs? DMs? Basically trying to hit on somebody. That's what Ryan had happen at the doctor. Somebody slid into his DMs, right? His BMs. His BMs. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Ryan, old dad nurse. What? Uh, I went to the doctor for a... So they could check out my back because my back was really hurting and that... It never happens, and I was like, oh, boy, this means I'm getting old for sure. Drew can sympathize. Yes. He's the back pain master, master of back pain disaster. <laughs> the back does attack. <laughs> and uh, so the nurse who was, like, doing the pre-exam was like, yeah, man, you're just getting old, you know? And I was like, what? <laughs> Shit. And then he started talking to me about his family and, like... Uh, how he had three kids and his wife wanted another kid, but he didn't want to be an old dad. And he was like, you know, we're just we're just old, man. I'm just getting too old. You can't have kids. How old you're too the, old. How old was the nurse? He was like my age, I guess, maybe. Maybe a little older, a couple years older. And then he started telling me about all the old dads that he sees come through. Because 
you know, the hospitals in Santa Monica, basically. So it's like old, rich dudes who have like young wives, presumably. And he's like, man, these old guys with their kids and they're so tired and old. <laughs> it really depressed me. <laughs> And that's pretty much the whole, the whole story. <laughs> but I, at first I was like, hey, what a friendly fella. And at the end, by the time he left, I was like, fuck you. You're so depressed. Yeah, so I just... Hey, and then, your back and then of course, so much. And then it takes like an hour for the doctor to come in when you just go to the doctor's office. So I'm just like sitting there all alone in a room feeling old and stewing in my depression and anger. Uh, bedside manner, 0%. Well, he's a nurse. He's not supposed to have bedside manner. Oh, really? Have you ever heard of Florence Nightingale? Yeah. If anything, nurses are supposed to be more sympathetic, (laughs) and doctors are supposed to be brusque. My doctor's super nice, though. You got cancer. (laughs) Sorry. Does it get made today, old, weird, or edgy movies? My question to you is... Would Beetlejuice get made today? I honestly don't think it would. I don't remember Beetlejuice well enough to know. Is it possible that Marvel could acquire the rights to Beetlejuice? That would get made. <laughs> and, right. But it, it's so weird and uh, left of center and odd. It's just... I, I mean, I know times they are changing and everything, and it always changes, but... I mean, and I guess it depends on who's like attached. Like Maybe if yeah, you know, a superstar gets attached and like, I, wants to do it as their dream project. There's still like the just random indulgent bullshit, like the Johnny Depp does movies just because he like, likes mustaches, and it's like something no one, no one in their right mind wants, and no one sees, and probably loses money. But I mean, generally, those movies that aren't tent poles and aren't little indie movies don't exist no. unless it is like the kind of residual Johnny Depp with a fake mustache kind of thing. Right. I just every time I watch Beetlejuice, which is frequently. It strikes me how bizarre and awesome and quirky and weird it is. I feel that way about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is such a bizarre concept, I think. Yeah, but Dan Aykroyd had a lot of pull, I guess. Yeah, but Dan Aykroyd's original concept was like it was going to be in space. Oh, yeah. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, super crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. Maybe Do you think Ghostbusters gets made today? No. Well, no, I don't think so. It doesn't think Ghostbusters gets made today. Yeah, a lot of things that aren't made as Hollywood movies would get made. Maybe if they made it as a comic first. Well, well, even the streaming services, originals tend to be not like that weird or original. I don't know. I don't watch watch, like the Uh, OA or anything. A little thing called Stranger Things. Totally original. How dare you? That's true. No, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, we do not mention the show that must not be named. Stranger Things is like a rip on everything you've ever seen. Rubik's Cube, the series. Jeff's gym nickname. So up until recently, uh, I worked at a gym for a very long time, and Nazi. Huh? (laughs) Was was that your? I'm just guessing what your gym nickname nickname might have been. All right. Uh, you can keep interjecting guesses. I, sh- I shan't. No, I shan't. no. I promise. It will be delightful. Poophead man. <laughs> Good stuff. Was it Jeff? Step up from Nazi, I guess. <laughs> Is it Jeff? <laughs> Let's play this out. Bag Nazi. of donuts. Was yeah. it bag of donuts? <laughs> Nazi. Wow. Well, because we were talking about Nazis earlier. That's the only reason I said oh, that. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Jeffy two times. I gotta get the papers, get the papers. <laughs> So I've worked at this gym for many years as a personal trainer, and uh, there was a shift a long time ago, which was we wouldn't get paid for time when we were not training clients. Um, 
and there's no break room. There's no lounge or anything like that. So it basically behooved me to just leave when I wasn't there. So you would just go around the corner to a coffee shop or something and write for 30 minutes. You know, it was perfect. And so I would always just kind of arrive the second my session started and leave the second my sessions ended. And uh, one day, um, it's like five seconds before my session's about to start. And my client was standing there with my manager kind of looking around for me. And then I came in like through the side door and she's like, oh, there he is. And uh, my manager goes, yeah, that's why we call him Batman. He just kind of shows up, does his job, and leaves. That's way cooler than Nazi. Yeah, that's way better than Batman. So many, many times, um, you know, I would just kind of like sneak up on people because they'd be looking around like, where is he? Where is he? And I would just appear because I just been doing it for years and uh one of the sales guys was saying i got nicknames for all you guys guess what my nickname for you is and i said batman and then i left and he like <laughs> fell out and started just laughing his ass off i felt really good it was like perfect comic timing i like the word was on the tip of his tongue and then i snatched it it was like the most batman thing i could have fucking done and i came back an hour later and he sees me and he's just still laughing and i i have this this shirt that has bats on it it's like la and it's la is made out of bats and so i was like dude check out the shirt he's like no 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 dude dude you didn't let me finish I call you the dad bod trainer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Totally wrong. Well, yeah, that's a nickname. Yeah, I guess it fits. The dad bod. Well, I'll just... Uh, Batman Beyond. I guess I'll just uh, flit over here. Yeah. That was, that was a bad day. Better than Nazi, though, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> So tangential to your story, Jeff. Are you saying that word right? Is that how you say it? Yes. Okay, I've been saying it wrong. I mean, if you want to get Siri in here, we can do it, but... No, I've been saying tangential. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Ed's tangentials are going to get burned off in the nuclear war. Uh, I'm sunbathing, so I have tangentials. Death whistle or shut up? So I went to the Getty Museum with some people. I love the Getty. I love museums in general. I'm a big fan of history. And there was a guy there with a table. And he was talking all about Aztec and Mayan culture. Mm. And I saw that um, amongst all the amazing things he had on the table, all the artifacts and things like that, he had an Aztec death whistle. I know of this thing, I think. So the Aztec death whistle, I've probably sent videos of this around to you guys. It's a whistle with like a ball in the chamber. And when you blow into it, it makes this hellish shrieking sound. And they even stylize the whistles as skulls. It's super cool. So he also had on the table a macahuitl, which is a wooden war club that is studded with obsidian blades. So the thing is just like a giant serrated scalpel. It's just a horrendous 
Aztec weapon. And uh, so I was so excited to like talk to this guy and like geek out uh, about death whistles and macahuitles and things like that. He's talking to these two old ladies about the different overlapping tribes um, in uh, the Yucatan and Quintana Roo. And he's just going on and on and on about native plants and native flowers. And we're with a kid and I want to like show the kid the death whistle, the, the, the war club, you know, the cool shit. And this guy just talks for like 20 minutes and it's hot and we're in direct sun and I've already pushed it way too far. This kid has lost all <laughs> patience and now I'm the asshole for making us wait in line. So I'm like, all right, forget it. We'll, we'll come back later. So we leave, we go inside, we go around the exhibit, we have lunch, we come back. He's still there. I'm like, can we go back to the Aztec and Mayan table? Can we, can we talk to this guy? And there's like only one person in front of us. And someone's like, what are the native plants in the Yucatan? And he's oh, like, oh, well, you've got these different types of corn. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. So many grasses. <laughs> so we're now like 40 minutes invested in this thing and nothing cool has happened. And he's like, and with this particular type of yucca cordage, you can make a very strong string. Um, strong string is so strong no one can break it and then he looks up and he points at me and he says here you look like a big strong fella <laughs> see if you can break this and I know this thing's going to be really strong but fuck this guy <laughs> so I wrap this thing around my hands over and over and over again and I start pulling and pulling and he's like see it's totally unbreakable snap and I snap it and I hand it back to him and he's like Oh, <laughs> and I just my totally, life is a lie. My life totally is a fucked up his whole vibe. Did and then he, he fold strangled himself with yucca. He folded up the table and, and just he, went left. No, he grabbed the macahuito just and ran. the death whistle. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so I handed him back his broken cordage, and he wasn't going to talk about macahuitos. So I was like, all right, <laughs> let's get out of here. And even if you'd asked, my hands were bleeding where <laughs> the cord had sliced into it because the string was so unbreakable. But I call that a moral victory. Oh, boy. So is it a whistle you blow at your own death or to make other people die? To scare your enemies. Scare them to death. Okay. Insert clip of an Aztec death whistle. That's temp sound. Dead whistle. Unspokables. Have you ever thought about sentences that have never been said in the history of time? One easy way to do this is to use a weird sentence with a word that was newly coined, like fleek, but using ordinary words. Right now, do you think you can craft a sentence that has never, ever been said by the billions of people on Earth through all of time? Purple pumpkins are eating the soles of my feet. You think that's been said ever? My brain I... droppings cause civilizations to rise and fall. Shit. Holy Good. shit. Uh, I said that just the other week. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo bore my illegitimate children. Kevin Smith said that. 
shit. Think, purple nurples have ended cataclysms that the puppies have created. Double purples. Did you say norkles? This is like aphasia or something. So bathroom etiquette 2019. All right. We've talked about bathroom etiquette many times on this podcast. Not in 2019. <laughs> but recently, I was at the gym... I walked in to the men's room, and there was a dude butt-ass naked, (laughs) nuts on the sink, (laughs) straight up shaving his cock and balls. (laughs) I say that goes against bathroom etiquette 2019. And the thing was, no one said anything. There were other people in the bathroom? Yeah, it was a full bathroom. (laughs) What the fuck? I would have kicked that guy right in the asshole. No one wanted to get involved. First of all, he was holding a blade to his Exactly why I would have done it. (laughs) Secondly, it's the type of thing that people can get away with. There's there's, there's good behavior, there's bad behavior, and then there's behavior so bad that no one will ever call you on it because no one wants to be the guy that would be like, Sir... Sir, Kindly will you please your stop shaving away. your cock and balls? I actually invented a term for that at a place I used to work. It was called Sasha came to work with his balls out. <laughs> so there's this Ukrainian guy named Sasha, a very nice guy, would never come to work with his balls out. But we imagined if he just walked in and his balls were out, he's like, hey, guys. Because, like, you, <laughs> that's, that was his accent. He's a very mild-mannered, nice man. He would never do that. But the point being that when someone behaves so badly, you, the person You're calling shocked. it out, will be the one feeling like an asshole because how can how can you embarrass Sasha that way? <laughs> so, but so that term is what? That's Sasha not Sasha came bowl? to work with his balls out. That term doesn't fit. It's like no one wants to say, uh, dude, your deodorant doesn't work because you smell really badly because you are the monster in that situation. Yeah. But well, you could no, say I'm it talking to the guy about behavior that is so egregiously foul. Like that guy knew he was shaving his cock and right. balls in the I sink. I hope so. Right. Because he wrapped a paper towel around his dick so he could, like, really get in there and trim it. Get a good grip. Yeah. It seems frightening, also, that you don't know what that person is capable of. It's like like a super edgy Joker reboot. Like, you you, you just don't know what crazy things he can do. He's like, Batman, I'm in your bathroom shaving my cock and balls. (laughs) Dude. Because I'm edgy. If the Joker Joker shaved his balls in Wayne Manor, that would be it. He would win. (laughs) What is is the name of the director that does pretty... Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Snyder. Todd Todd Snyder's effects. At least the Snyder cut, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of talk about balls and butts. You said if the Joker shaved his dick in Wayne Manor, that would be Eddie B.O.E. Yeah. Just he win. would win, yeah. Speaking of sentences and then that Michael have never Michael Caine would be there like, sir. Sir, we have a separate room for that. Turn. What do you mean he'd win, though? <laughs> what do you mean he'd win? Like, Batman would just move out? Yeah, he would quit. <laughs> Wayne would just leave He would Gotham. fucking quit. He might even drop himself off a building. Even if no one wants to see uh, Shorn Joker if balls. I, if I got up and there was a clown shaving his balls <laughs> in my bathroom, I think I would fucking burn it down. <laughs> like, I'd just stuff a towel under the door. <laughs> I'd set the whole fucking thing on fire. I would never want to be in that bathroom again.
find us at sixdemonbagpodcast.com, sixdemonbagpodcast at gmail, Facebook, and Instagram, and on Twitter at sixdemonpodcast. Special thanks to Colleen Green for the use of her song, Why Do You Call Me, off the Green One album. This is Ed. If you want to find more about me, uh, you can look at my blog, emertelec.wordpress.com, Delirium Tremens, or uh, Facebook. I'm there all the time. This is Jeff. You can find more at Carter Wrote It on Facebook and Twitter. This is Drew. You can find me on Twitter at GenFactor. You can find me, Ryan, on YouTube at 20th Century RG with the number 20. (laughs) 